Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Custard TV podcast. Uh, my name is Luke, editor and runner of said website, thecustardtv.com, on a glorious sunny afternoon as we record, and with sunny dispositions about them. It's Gary in the London area. Hi to all my fans. Is your mum listening? Yeah, yeah, she is today, yeah. Um, good, I'm good, I'm glad. Is she... Yeah. Oh, Mrs. <laughs> should be Mrs. listening, I'm, I'm hoping. I saw her recently, she was uh, going out shopping. We we had a brief conversation. I mean, now that the weather's a bit warmer, I don't yeah. have to look on in her, you know. Come, look, yeah, she's come out of know. hibernation now. Have you ever been offered either a, a, humb- a humbug mint or a Werther's original by Mrs. McNamara? No, or, or neither uh, a, a cool glass of lemonade or anything like that, no. But you have cornered the market on elderly lady fans. Well, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. OLFs, as we like to call them. What, what do you know that I don't? I get a lot of letters. All right. <laughs> I run the website. Mainly restraining orders. And uh, the whole north clasps him to their uh, to their bosom. It's Matt. Hello, Matt. That's an odd feeling, but yes, hello. It is. It is. Yeah, just just embrace it. <laughs> it is a gorgeous sunny afternoon. At least here in my. I was going to say my area. That sounds a bit wrong. <laughs> Have any of us gone into shorts or flip flop mode yet? I'm really anti flip flop and shorts when it's a bit warm, and I was thinking if one of you says yes, no. your flip, position flip on the podcast never, might be. To be fair, yeah. Um, shorts when when it's hot. I mean, it isn't hot at the moment. It's just sunny. It's a big difference. I had to be walking around towns and see people with their tops off. Unless you know like, that time like I was build, in Brazil, yeah. I enjoyed that. Like builders and stuff. Yeah, it? but it that doesn't really that count. Up. You just kind of ignore that. You just yeah. move on. It it, it worked during if my you're holiday in Brazil. By the wolf but... whistling, Luke. Just ignore them. <laughs> well, <laughs> trouble is, I got a couple of numbers, but when I dialed them, they were all this number cannot be dialed. Yeah. I was really annoyed. They're all just builders anyway. offering you uh, roof extensions. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no builders were harmed during the intro to you the move podcast. On. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, please. Luke, Gary and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV Podcast. If you haven't guessed already, this is a TV-based podcast where we discuss... Never. ...the latest TV news, reviews and previews. I know, we hide it well. Yeah. Later on, Gary will go west, which is a... Se- I, I just realised, because I occasionally will listen back to the podcast that we've done. Yeah. Because I'm... I'm cool like that. Uh-huh. But I realised the very first time we did Gary Goes West and subsequent times, we've never really explained what it is. We oh, know yeah. what it is, we understand it, but we've never really explained it. So for the first time ever, I will explain. Gary Goes West is a section of the show where Gary 
talks primarily about US shows that are big over there and the ones that are airing here and lets you know how they're getting on ratings wise reviews a few and uh, previews so that is the explanation it's, for Gary oh, Goes West okay, we should have said some news then I'll, I'll rush through this it's ever so quick uh, Channel 4 have renewed their quote unquote comedy Friday Night Dinner for a fourth series there was quick assumption when Dermot O'Leary left the X Factor that Ollie Murs would take his place Ollie then said well I'm not doing it without Caroline Flack so now Ollie Murs and Caroline Flack have well, been confirmed as the host of the X Factor. I think we said that at the time, didn't we? I think when I think yeah. you were off that week, and me and Gary were talking about it, and it was the strong rumor at the time that Ollie Murs and Caroline Flack were rumored to be the hosts. I'm not sure. Is she doing non-celebrity Love Island though, as well? Yeah, so that'll be pre-taped. True, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah. no, we'll it's probably be being filmed now in Skegness because it's so warm. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if they accidentally somebody in the production offices accidentally booked the same island that's being used for the island, <laughs> <laughs> and then so, so they just the cameras the pan round, wandering and found like a beach yeah. hut, you know. Yeah, so the cameras pan round and there's people starving and running out of water, and then they pan and, round and, again, yeah. and there's the island. Yeah. Of course, of yeah. course, of course. Great. The island in, in in non-celebrity Love Island is, of course, the Isle of Wight. You knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ollie and Caroline are to host the X Factor. I think Ollie Murs could work, mm. but I am one of those people who says, Don't you know, how has Caroline, how has Caroline Flat made it really in the world and uh, <laughs> do we really need a two a two person thing? Yeah. Well, did, I don't did you ever watch the Extra Factor? No. They had quite good chemistry on the Extra Factor mm. thing. They were quite good. So I think actually it's not that bad. When you do like mm. a sort of sit-down show, like, you know, interview show, you can have two people. Unless it's like Anton Deck, it only really works with one person on stage. So I'm guessing they'll probably have Caroline Flack backstage in her warehouse of doom. Like no, they did a couple no of I, think, I think they'll be both out there personally. But we'll see. We'll wait and see. BBC Three is likely, according to an article in this week's industry magazine broadcast, it's likely to remain on the air into next year. Now, I thought it was anyway, so I'm a bit confused as to when it was I thought to be it leaving. was yeah, September so it was meant to be leaving. I think this year it was... It was... It was definitely this year, because last year was when they announced it, wasn't it? And I'm pretty sure they said by the end of next year, I think it was like September, October time it was meant to be. So that we t- reported on a previous podcast, Family Guy moving to ITV, a lot along- ITV2, so I should say, alongside all of Seth MacFarlane's other shows. But now it would seem the 13th season, which is the one that's currently airing in the States and began with the Simpsons Family Guy crossover, is going to air on BBC2. Well, that's the thing. Just- BBC Three, BBC Three contain retains the rights, or now BBC Two, to the new episodes. It's the old episodes that ITV Two have bought, series one to well, I don't know, maybe twelve. I don't know. I don't know whether they'll do it in order or whether they'll what they'll do, but they'll start showing it sometime around the summer. But at that point, BBC Two will be showing the new episodes. So who's got some from series fourteen onwards? Is that ITV I or don't BBC? Know. I, I think ITV two. I think that I think that's ITV two. Yeah, I think mm. you're right. I think they bought the so new and repeat rights. It's got an odd distinction then, Family Guy, because it has now been shown on all the three sort of major television networks. Because I remember yeah, it started on Channel Four. And it's 4. on the cable channel yeah. as well. Started on start, channel I didn't in know that. That's, that's yeah, something it, I didn't know. Because it got cancelled, didn't it, several times? But I think the yeah. first couple of seasons were on Channel Four. And more bizarrely, at like, you know, the T4, so about, you know, 12, well, half 12 it started in off the as quite a, 
it started off as quite a not a tame comedy. It started off as certainly a yeah, PG it's comedy. Always, yeah, it's already it's always, it's always been, been a bit risque. Yeah, yeah, it's always been a bit risque. And I think yeah, it's a but bit I think I think for, like certainly in later time. series the language has got a bit mm. more. Yeah, yeah, choice blue. Blue for the dad. <laughs> BBC choice. Um, sticking with BBC Two, uh, there was an event recently where uh, con- controller Gary Kim Schillinglaw uh, announced a raft of new programmes under the name Kim Schillinglaw. There's a lot of them. You can find them on the website, or you can just contact Kim Schillinglaw. But the ones I thought might be notable to talk about is a a, a drama based around. Uh, the computer game Grand Theft Auto, starring Daniel Radcliffe. And... It's actually about the storyline com- com- surrounding the controversy, not a game based, not a show based around the actual game. Also, the creative team behind Him and Her, which Matt and I mm. championed a lot in its time on the uh, on BBC Three, they've got a new comedy which looks funny called Mum. That could be good. Gareth Malone is to return. I thought he'd said in a recent interview that he's. Not doing anything of late, but he is apparently. It's called The Naked Choir, which already is not what it says on the tin. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been all up for this. What is it it's BBC about a cappella group. BBC Two talk about naked, but Channel Four actually do naked. Is that what the. I know. Is, yeah? Because they just can't stop with the horrendous Great British dot dot dot. Mm. They're doing oh, a yeah. pottery show hosted by Sarah Cox. The Great British um, Pottery, is it Throwdown? Well, throwdown, Throwdown. Throw yeah. Just to make it down with the kids. I, I'm guessing I'm guessing that the theme tune will be the song out of Ghost. You know, oh, It will no. be, yeah. There's also um, the new comedy from Jim Field Smith uh, of The Wrong Man's, isn't yes. there? Stag. Yeah. With uh, Jim Howick well. from uh, Yonderland. And also a uh, full series of Two Doors Down. It looks like a strong year on BBC Two mm. outside of... The great, pop- uh, the great pottery throwdown. You can just I don't them. even think I'll tune into the Naked Choir because Gareth Malone, mm. I'm a bit Gareth Malone out yeah. at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. And finally, fans of the Big Bang Theory, just compose yourself. On election day, which is May the something of something, their regular scheduled programming will be replaced by all election coverage. That's from 7am to 7pm, which means if you're a fan of the Big Bang Theory, Melissa and Joey... Big Daddy, Baby Daddy, rather. Big Daddy's what's, a different what's show. What's Baby Daddy? But it's an American show about an, a male nanny, because that's never been done isn't, before. Isn't Melissa and Joey about a male nanny as well? It is, yeah. yeah. It's a male nanny double bill. But isn't, isn't the male nanny in Melissa and Joey that the, the children are growing up in Melissa and Joey, whereas in I... Uncle Daddy, whatever you called it, they're actually children. Uncle babies. Daddy? I don't know what it is. Baby Daddy. So all that is getting a rest. I don't the Big get Bang this. Theory. I don't get this. I understand why <laughs> they're doing it. Do you not, do get, not this? get this, Gary? I, I, I don't think you sound clear. like you get this. perfectly clear. I don't get this. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, E4 is the closest thing we've now got to, like, a youth channel. What is the point? Aren't advertisers going to be scratching their head going, well, why can't I book advertising on that day? I really you know don't what, get Matt? it. Now that Gary says this, I don't get this. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm nothing that. if not persuasive. It's, it's to I stop, know. like, I suppose, students sitting around watching Big Daddy or whatever it was called. Oh, my God, Baby Daddy! <laughs> baby Daddy. And We've promoted this, this show far more than I wanted to. Have you to. not seen the trailer where it's the guy who sort of there is says... Jeez. Yeah, you know, switch off because we want. Uh, yeah, anyway, mm. I think we've talked about mm. this long enough. <laughs> and to sum up, the show is called Baby Daddy. Baby Daddy. <laughs> 
then was living the bachelor life. There's nothing that's going to stop us. Until his ex left him a little surprise. For a woman who just had a baby, she moves remarkably fast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I think you can handle this part. What, me, right now? Are you sure? How about your brother, your roommate, the girl next door, and your mom? Is this duct tape? The world premiere of Baby Daddy, Wednesday, June 20th, after Melissa and Joey, only on ABC Family. Gary will go west now, but in a change to normal uh, normal procedures, Matt and I have booked seats yeah. on the same Aww. plane no! as we will be going west. I'm behind you, we'll be kicking your seats the entire time. Yeah. You have to share your headset. Judas! <laughs> and you got a bigger sick bag, Gary. Oh dear me. Right, play the music. So the first big news of the week is that uh, for the X-Files return, we're also going to get the return of assistant director Skinner. Mitch Pileggi has confirmed in an interview that he will be returning to the show when it comes back later this year. How do you know if you've got deep throat thrombosis? Because you reclined your chair back way too far. And I've so, got consult like your doctor. If you've enjoyed Daredevil on Netflix, then good news Hello. because it's been renewed for series two. The yeah, bad he, news he is that won't his be chair until... back a long way. And shut up! That won't be until 2016. There's no talking during Gary Goes West. So yes, if you're a big <laughs> fan of Daredevil, if you enjoyed the, the 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 show that's on at the moment, I mean, I haven't only seen, I've only seen two episodes, but it's really really good. Now some reviews for which I will enlist the help of my learned colleagues. Two comedies, both of which were on E4 this week. Uh, the first is a certainly not a real life kind of thing but certainly based on the life of adam goldberg he calls it very similar to his family set in the 80s called the goldbergs a kind of typical jewish american family mum and dad three kids the youngest of which played by is supposed to be adam goldberg and he's documenting his life he's got a video camera uh, and he goes around filming the various aspects of his life what were your feelings on this first of all matt I really liked it, actually. It was a bit sort of shouty to begin with, but I think it's settled. I mean, I've watched all three that have aired right. so far. Um, it's all on, like, all for, all for One or whatever it's called now. The Musketeer yeah. Channel. <laughs> for, for all time. It reminded me, I think it's got a sort of hint of, like, Malcolm in the Middle in there, a bit of... Um, yeah. I mean, uh, as well, because of it being set all in the 80s and stuff like that, I, it, like the late 80s, it's got a bit of Moonboy in there as well for me, you know based on his family, it's based on his experiences growing up. The sort of character that people will sort of latch onto is the middle child, uh, Barry. I thought he was the sort of... I don't know if any, either of you have seen the second episode yeah. where they're at the, <laughs> the, the skate rink and he's like, you know, skating it off and stuff like that. There are some problems with it. I, certainly the stories involving the mum were very sort of samey. You know, she's, you know, worried that yeah, she's losing touch. Yeah, but I think it, it's starting to find its feet and I... I like George Segal as well. I think he's great as the granddad. Definitely a, a very easy watch as well. You know, they're only like 20 minutes yeah. each. And I think it's quite hard to do like a self-contained story or two self-contained stories in every episode in a 20 minute time limit. And I think this pulls it off. And, and more than anything else, it's got sort of charm and you sort of believe the characters. Yeah. Personally, I wish they'd played off the fact that he was filming the people more often. Mm. Yeah, I wish they'd played mm. off of that. It's got, it has got that charm to it, and it, it, I like the nostalgia, mm. the eighties. I like no. that. Um, Did you, have you seen the third episode, either of you? Yeah, I've no. seen all three. That, with that with been the been poltergeist on. thing, and the, and yeah, the granddad thinks that. he's going to see the great mouse detective. 
Yeah. Where the hell was the mouse? <laughs> I did. I tell you what, actually, we talking about it before. I was like, oh, I'm not so sure, but I think it grew on mm. me with every episode. And, and judging from what it's, you know, what I've read, sort of the articles in the states, it sort of get, you know, it finds its feet sort of midway through season one, and wow. now it's in season two, and it's a leading for Modern Family now. I believe it's sort of in a block between the middle yeah. and one family on what what on 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 the face of it it's nothing it's nothing new no. but i think it's got it's got a real mm. charm and i wasn't yeah. a big fan of the family dynamics at times mm. it was a little bit you know i felt like i was watching a, a live version of the simpsons occasionally um, or just your family life so think, you know with yeah. with the dad one being very home alike is I think the sister character sort of underwritten because if you watch the sort of the yeah. end of the first episode, he had another. He doesn't have yeah, a real he sister. He has another does brother, he? doesn't so, yeah. he? He has like an older brother, but I think mm. you know, in developing it, I think someone along the way said, you know, it's too samey having three brothers. You need like a a sister. I mean, I like the story in the second episode with like you know, the, yeah, I did the sister and the dad. Um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely sort of keep watching it because I think. And yeah. I, I wondered why E4 was playing it sort of mm. at night stripped for lack yeah. of a better word but, it works, and, but I, think. I think it works yeah. because I don't know if after that first one I'd have necessarily sought it out no. for the following week I, uh, also interesting fact when I was reading up on the cast the sister who he doesn't have a sister in real life uh, as we said but the sister was at, was in a girl group on the first series of the American X Factor right. who uh, you who really got through to, to the live out. shows <laughs> Well, you know, some of us are committed to this. For a a, a sitcom about a Jewish family, the the older brother is played by a guy called Troy Gentile, so there you go. The (laughs) other E4 comedy, I'll use the word comedy because I don't know whether this is made for laugh. Comedy drama, yes. Uh, Was the, you know, big anticipated uh, series of the year for all of us, Jane the Virgin. Oh, uh, which probably <laughs> it was a relief. <laughs> it's such a relief to have seen Jane the Virgin. I feel like a new person. I, I, like I, I just, I'm just of... hoping Gary's singing like a virgin at the end of the podcast. I oh, woke I'm up not, with I'm a glow not. this morning having seen that last night. Oh, dear me. Now, I, I think the thing is really to set this up. It's I I was on oh, very God, cautious. This is going to be the best setup ever. Let's <laughs> no, I was go very on, cautious on Twitter. I felt this was very much like Ugly Betty, but I didn't yeah, know if I, I was agree. playing a racial stereotype. But no, then because, someone told me yeah. that it's based on a telenova, which is the same as Ugly Betty. Almost. Telenovela. Almost. Telenovela. Te- almost. Telenovela. Telenova was that Fox show about dinosaurs. <laughs> I got got many of those shows, many of those words in the right order. But no, just, it's like, yeah. a, a, you know, a televised novel. Jane is a young woman who seems to have a job at a hotel as like a hostess. And she's about to get engaged, we think, or her and her partner have been together for a few years. But the main I thing is, she was is working that... as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want me, baby? Um, and well, uh, th- see, that's the build-up for the whole show. Don't you want me, ba- me, baby? <laughs> 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 oh, the human league right. still relevant today. Uh, and basically what happens is she has a, 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 a visit to the gynaecologist and instead of doing an inspection, they inseminate her by accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's like factually true. Inspection. I mean, it's not an inspection. I, think. I know. Oh, I don't know what a gynaecologist does, do you? Oh, it's with you, actually. She was going to have, wasn't it? An inspection, ladies and gentlemen, just come for an MOT. A few weeks later, she realises she's pregnant. She goes to the hospital. They say, yes, she's pregnant. And it's a bit more involved because 
The hotel owner who she once had a a, a, a or a short kiss with is the father. He's got ca- he had cancer, so this is his only mm. sperm available. <laughs> his wife is having an affair with a ho- with the other bloke from the hotel. There's a grandmother. I, I get conf- it was quite confusing actually. Well, it's like soapy, isn't it? It's sort of over. Yeah. And I think I was listening to an old podcast you guys did the other day. You know, years and years ago. And you were talking about like names. We are so sad. This is the second time we've mentioned that we've listened back to our own stuff. Yeah, but this I, was I, before God. I was on the show, so I. Oh, I, that's legally I, allowed. I didn't. Yeah. You were talking about names of shows and how sometimes they're misleading, and I think we wouldn't have been as excited or may not even known about this if it weren't for the name of the show. Yeah, which, I agree. Um, and I think you know it, it, it does suit the show in a way because it is a sort of larger than life show. A lot of the sort of the stories are revolving around, like you said, the hotel owner and his, his like scheming wife who wants like money from him. That's the only reason she's staying with him. It's got his tongue in its cheek, basically. But I think what makes mm. it work oh, yeah. I, is the performance. I liked the twist at the end as well. I liked with, the twist at the end. Is the performance from Gina Rodriguez and the whole the character of Jane and her family? I think are the sort of bits that make it sort of more grounded in reality. Gina Rodriguez was brilliant and i just i found myself without realizing getting more and more immersed in this as it went on i i you know if this was a uk show i wouldn't be a fan of the narration but i understood it was there because it's a it's a piece of telenovela i just you know as i said that's the sort of tongue-in-cheek element yeah that's what makes that work and i think calling it jane the virgin as you say was a stroke of genius this wasn't a show for three men doing a TV podcast in London, no. the North, and wherever the devil I am this week. Um, <laughs> but I, I just... <laughs> Where are you? Like? But, and US critics love this show mm. as well, and it's interesting that... I think of the that, three the, of us, Luke, you enjoyed it. it the most. I, I, don't, I wouldn't say yes, I loved probably. it, I enjoyed no, it. I, but, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't love it. This is not going on my DVR from now to the end of the season, but... Why not? You put everything on there. Why why wouldn't this make the cut? Shut up with you. You've got Fringe Series 9 from 2006 on there. Why wouldn't this make the cut? I know I But you you rewatch it now, don't you? What about you, Matt? In all seriousness, is this a one and done for you? Yeah, I think maybe. I don't know. Of the two we've talked about, I'm going to probably stick with the Goldbergs. I think that's an easier watch. And it's not something. This one, obviously, with the plots and all of that, is one you have to sort of. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stick with, you can't just sort of watch one and then, you know, go to sort of episode four. 
thing. So it might. I don't know at the moment. Is my answer. I think it, it well, depends what else I've got to watch. But I think Luke, you're the one of us who sort of really took to it the yeah, most. I, I think again, it's that that thing that we've said we like so much is when you you just think without realising it, you think, well, this isn't for me, and then you get you find yourself getting into it, and it's, a, it's just a pleasant surprise. Because there's nothing worse than thinking something's going to be good and it disappointing you. Yeah. Whereas if you're able to go in and think, this is probably not for me, and then coming out being genuinely surprised by it, then I think those are the better shows. Now, before I put you two on the no-fly list, let's come back east. The first thing that I think Matt should talk us through Hello. is ITV's new thriller because he went to the screening. Uh, I went to the screening. Uh, Matt's been to another screening. <laughs> I will work on. I will work on that. Yeah, uh, it's getting there. What was I going to say now? Yeah, so Safe House. Is Safe House. ITV's new big drama for Monday nights. This follows on from <clears throat> Code of a Killer, both written by Michael Crompton. This was Christopher Eccleston playing the sort of stereotypical cop with a past. You know, he'd Ooh. he'd left the force after uh, a witness got sh- killed in his uh, care. He now is running a B&B with his wife. It starts with their old friend, Patterson Joseph, coming by saying, you know, this place would make a good safe house. And wouldn't you just know it at the same time, there's a family in need of a safe house. And It's almost as if it's coincidence when you look at it like that. And that was my problem with it, I think. But it was all a bit too neat and a bit... I think if they'd, like, waited until maybe the end of the first episode for the family to actually sort of turn up at the safe house, I think I would have liked it more. Like, the first 20 minutes felt all a bit urgent, all a bit rushed. She, um, she, got, she, and... got, her, she got her um, accreditation pre- pretty damn quick, didn't she? The wife. She got... <laughs> that, anyway, that was yeah, a bit so dodgy. The, basically, the family are being stalked by this sort of really, really sort of with it supervillain who seems to be on their tail the entire time and is more intelligent and... than the police. And he's like, if you were to write like a stereotypical baddie, I think this would be it. And I think that was another issue I had with it. And uh, I liked how they didn't show it, but he had like a little dictaphone in his pocket that when he was on screen, it would play dramatic music in every <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah. Ah, right. Gary, yeah, Gary, what did you think? I, I quite liked it. I thought Christopher Eccleston was really good. I think that's the main thing. I mean, I, agree, I think yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't say everything he in is brilliant, but I would say he's a brilliant character actor. I mean, it was a simple thing when he was looking through the, 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 the file cases of what I assume was his ex-wife uh, and burning them. You know, there was a real sense of where you were supposed to. Really... It wasn't his Well, I don't know. I like... You weren't. You well, weren't. I'll tell you, she you... wasn't. <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was out with her on a night out. He was yeah, out with her on a night out. He was protecting her. He was like she was his witness. They might have had an affair, but it wasn't his ex-wife because he would. He was oh, okay. Well, th- we don't know that. Nothing was said, so I'm still right, as you say. <laughs> the pacing of the first episode was a little bit strange, but I can see why because you want to get to the fact that you know the main thing really is the house, and and and, and you want to get to the bit where the guy finds them. You think or you hope. Do you want? Um, do you want an interesting fact about the house? Cause go I ahead. Know. Screening. Go on. But you know so, how um, yeah. Beatrix Potter brought up a lot of the Lake District. It, you know, yeah. uh, that was the one house that the uh, the the owners wouldn't let her <laughs> buy of all of the houses she bought in the Lake District. 
And it's Did, always... Was it because he knew about this television series option later? Year, later yeah, years? yeah, 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 yeah. If you've heard this house fact, it means I decided not to cut it out of the podcast. <laughs> I thought it was quite a good fact. They equated no, the house from up. In the, uh, <laughs> wouldn't let it be. Sold. Okay. Anyway, Luke, what did you I, think? Because we haven't really. T- Matt, Matt's got a great review on the website, which you need to read as soon as you can. I agree with everything Matt said in the review, and and about it being a bit too convenient, about it being over the top with with the music, about you know the relationships between the characters that are not very well fleshed out however i would say well i enjoyed it in the same way you enjoy a terrible horror film like saw mm. or i can agree with you. yeah I or, can see or anything like that i, I think yeah. what what your review let me do in your comments we spoke to before was switch off expectation mm-hmm. maybe yeah so what i got was just able to let myself enjoy the the madness of it and, and i, I think it'll only get madder as it goes on judging from Absolutely. what i read for the synopsis of act two Contrary to what I said, though, as well, I might well stick with it because of what, you know, like you said, I mean, I watched it again after the screening and I didn't have as much of a problem with it the second time round. I, I always think screenings are a quite odd environment mm-hmm. as well, aren't they? But I yeah. think, I mean, so at least there, you're, you're entirely focused on the show and I think that might be yeah. it, whereas when you're watching something, there are yeah. other distractions around you, whereas, so it, it, it does sort of, expo- I think it exposes a show either as sort of, you know, it's it's weaknesses or it's yeah. plus points, if you know what I mean. And I think yeah. Safe House no, has agree. more weaknesses than it does plus points, but it can be enjoyed as a piece of sort of over-the-top. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I put out a tweet saying, here's what our um, map made of the latest cliché drama by ITV, because it was incredibly cliché. And it, it had really a lot of the same um, like traits that Code of a Kill had. You know, there was a lot of slow-mo yeah. scenes. A lot of over-the-top yeah. music, you know. And, uh, and there wasn't really anyone to root for. I didn't no, like no. anyone particularly. I, I just, uh, he says, how wrong could he be, is what he says. Like a good wine, you need to give it some time to air things out. If he and listens said, to the podcast, I will watch episode two, Michael Crompton. As so... will I, Michael Crompton. We will now only <laughs> refer to you. Whoa, what, whoa, 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 what, am I not here? But I watched all of Code of a Killer, so there you go. And, yeah, and I want point. my money back. And I liked it. <laughs> Oh, you liked the second bit, did you? I think I. Got I liked the second bit. Yeah, Fred I think you should hook up Harry and Michael Crompton, and I think I yeah. think they could get on. They could write a cliched piece. Safe House continues nine o'clock on Monday. Uh, people online and the Mirror, particularly the Mirror newspaper, uh, with a with a rather odd headline saying, "Is Safe House the new Broadchurch?" No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, that's the, the new that, broad, it might be a new Broadchurch series too. It's on on Monday um, nights at nine o'clock. That's about the only similarity. That's, I, I have that is on ITV. I didn't see uh, Channel 4's up-to-date uh, comedy Ballot Monkeys, but Gary, you did. Yes, I did. This is basically a satirical, up-to-the-minute comedy based uh, on the elections uh, produced by Channel 4 by Guy Jenkin and Andy Hamilton, who were behind Drop the Dead Donkey. This is very kind of uh, political. As a comedy, there's probably yeah. not much laugh out loud moments, but if you're in any no. way politically minded, you'd find this very funny. I Basically, thought it was quite. I think it was quite well, accessible. But I, I don't know. I don't know if. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. Basically, it, it it focuses on the four main battle buses. If you don't know what battle buses are, then uh, you've clearly not been watching. These are the. Is that an, uh, an upcoming ITV light entertainment show on a Saturday night? Battle buses right, with battle John buses. Sergeant, uh, starring Joey Essex. <laughs> 
uh, and, and John Sargent, by presented by Stephen Mulhern and, and Emma Willis, Stephen Mulhern and Gary Neville, uh, given given their <laughs> pensy football players at the moment. So, what about yeah, Neville? Neville? Well, no, his dad's his dad's in prison, isn't he? Oh, is it all topical? It's just perhaps edit. Put that out. <laughs> You've got the Labour bus, the Conservative bus, the Lib bus and the UKIP bus uh, splattered around are some big name stars. Hugh Dennis is in it. Miller, Sarah Most Labour seems to uh, consist of the supporting cast from episodes. Daisy yeah. Haggard yeah. and the American well, the guy, woman. The guy is. that's in Tattoo that none of us like either, he's in it as well. Theo Bartlam Biggs is in it. Indeed. What's interesting about it is it does feature, as we mentioned in some of the previews, very up-to-the-minute topical news. It featured a lot of stuff very relevant to this week, you know, sort of stuff about Well, it was filmed and on the day. It was some of it it's was filmed, filmed on, on the, day. the day it went out. So I would disagree with you to an extent, Gary, that you said, you know, unless you were sort of very politically minded, that you wouldn't get it. Because, like, for example, the Sarah, Sarah Hadland ca- the, yeah, the Sarah Hadland character, for example, is a UKIP sort of pen pusher and she's sort of worried oh, yeah. about the fact that the bus driver, because he's a black guy, might be a terrorist. And I think jokes like that, I think, are quite universal. Saying, you know, like the Lib Dems are sort of defeatist and, and the toilet doesn't work on their bus and things like that. Yeah, I think those are guys, I mean, there are some references, obviously, as you, this is why they're taping up to the minute, like they did with Drop the Dead Donkey, that they leave bits out to put in the day's news there was a little bit too much emphasis on nicola sturgeon i think we get that you know she's the big talking point at the moment but there may have been one too many references yeah, to maybe. it i did like all this stuff about while you're canvassing for labor don't mention ed miliband especially you know don't mention ed miliband's yeah. mouth i like that i thought it was it was well paced and i think most of the characters you know you can sort of understand they're believable i think they put the right actors in the right party, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely think I'll watch more. Uh, very mm. fast-paced, you know, it moved around the four buses very quickly, so I think you mm. didn't have much time to, to get too bored. So, yeah, I think a, a good hit for Channel 4, this one, uh, in the, in this period. And similar in tone, W1A started on Thursday. It stars, again, Hugh Bonneville, Jessica Hines, in their roles that we first saw them uh, do in 2012. They're back now at the BBC. I'm not being funny or anything, but W1A is back for two series, uh, for four episodes in the second series, first of which is an hour-long episode. Now, Matt... Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> oh, my word. It's <laughs> uh, the Wogan bit of the show again. <laughs> I felt the hour-long was a bit draining. Yeah, I think... Uh, the hour long to me, it was sort of a lot of the situations that they had, you know, there was three plots really. Prince Charles visiting the BBC, there was the stuff with Wimbledon mm-hmm. and there was the stuff with Jeremy Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah. yeah, and I thought the the jokes on certainly the, the Prince Charles visit were sort of drawn out, although the, the mm. words rising bollards will never be not funny. I think that the Clarkson gag uh, benefited from the fact that since they shot it, you know, he's been sacked all the sort of beeping and the blurring of faces and stuff, I think that helped it. Um, but I think as well it exposes sort of some of the characters, mainly Will, the intern, who's, you know, cool, yeah, 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 cool. Um, One-dimensional. Yeah. The, the, the problem with the hour was the fact that these are quite annoying characters to spend mm, any more than yeah. half an hour with, I yeah. think. Yeah, and I think I, I like as well the guy who's the programme developer, 
you know, because he feels like yeah. real and, you know, he's, I've got the name for the programme, but I haven't got the concept for it yet. But I and, promise you it's yeah. him that's come up with give, that great pottery throwdown. And, and give a pet a home on ITV. Because that thing, <laughs> yeah. the thing he was going on about with the celebrities and the animals sounded incredibly was similar give a pet a to home. give a pet a home. I mean, Jessica Hines to me is still the, the highlight here, you know, is siobhan and i think all of her stuff in it is is brilliant the, the stuff at her perfect curve with the you know coming up with new ideas for wimbledon, they're, they're wimbledon andy murray should come on to the strictly come dancing theme mm-hmm. tune so what we're talking about here okay is major brand surgery this is like beyond botox it's kind of open a heart rip it out start over okay so as of now it's like a dinosaur okay uh but where we're going with this okay what we do is we make it into like a rhinosaur like a dinosaur that so now it doesn't even exist yet but that totally should exist and here's the thing with that as an idea as a concept it's way cool um okay cool so how do we do that is so first up we nix the whole auntie bbc crap okay it's gone okay get over it path forward the bbc is like the stepmom you always wished you had instead of the stepmom you actually ended up with like if kylie was your stepmom that'd be pretty cool right instead of um fiona bruce or whatever okay so next up what you do is instead of bbc you call it bbc like with an up at the end like a question mark um like lighten up guys you know like live a little this is like youtube generation whatever what's with the serious face and how we do that literally we add like a question mark to the logo um like it's saying bbc like you with me you upside this you in and suddenly you got like instant virality right off the bat which is way cool and we're like Guys, that's a total slam dunk. Could even do another one. But that's just the start of it, okay? That's just, like, small bananas. And future forward, what you do is you free yourself of visual clutter. Like, logos, totally. I mean, like, totally. It's like logos, schmogos, guys. Scene one, scene more. We're talking beyond visual here. Stop asking people to look at stuff. Who wants to do that anyway? And how you do that is, what you do is you, you be one of the first brands in the world, so that's, like, in the world, right, to have an audio logo instead of, like, a logo-style logo. Um, so we're halfway there already with Beeb, right? But where we're headed in this period is like beep it's pretty cool huh um beep do you want to hear it again it's like kind of branding terms you've got literally kind of blind loyalty right from the get-go it's good but i think you know if this hour had been condensed into a half hour it would have been it would have been a lot punchier yeah punchier um and not i get it clarkson and punchier yeah yeah i want to just touch briefly on on bbc2 scheduling because They've decided yeah, to inside number nine. move inside number nine, episode six, which I just recently saw and is is very good, uh, to Wednesday night and put W1A on at ten on Thursday. It just seems bizarre scheduling. And mm-hmm. uh, and do you think schedulers now are more aware that most people Watch have got a Sky Plus or are yeah. watching it online, so it doesn't really matter where the show is? A lot of people who are sort of of an older generation are still watching stuff on the tv they move stuff around that appeals to a generation who will sort of Mm. search it out find it yeah preview time now gary you've got the dibs on a show that it sounds like somebody from w1a has invented uh, yes, this is 24 hours in a past. Not that, in, it's the, in past. the past. It, it's a new four-part living history show presented by Fee Glover. Uh, you never actually see her. She's probably just a voiceover. Uh, in which six celebrities <laughs> go back in time. They are 
and I use the word celebrity, we've got uh, Alistair McGowan, him of uh, voicing fame, Anne Widdicombe, yeah. her of Strictly Come Dancing fame, Makita Oliver, can't remember, uh, Zoe Lucker, who was a footballer's wife, Tiger Drew Honey, which sounds like a Game of Thrones character, and Colin oh, yeah, Jackson. Bend over. And it says here on the press release they have a whole lot of horse manure and human effluent to clean up. <laughs> Sounds hysterical. Oh, like, like, uh, Gary, like we always make you do after the podcast, Gary. So. Every time I see shows like this pop up, I just keep thinking of if you and I sat in Edinburgh in one of those hot rooms. Charlotte Moore, controller of BBC One, said one of her aims, aside from making EastEnders a talking point again, she wanted to um, get BBC One down talking to mm. a younger audience. Mm. Mm. So where does this show, the painting show, Boomers... I, I appreciate they've got their place and not everything has to be for I a younger audience. I suppose like the KFC programme was aimed at a younger audience. But not really, you no. see. It didn't really set the world alight as they wanted it to, did they? But uh, I don't know. But they did announce uh, so this at, at Edinburgh, didn't they, 24 hours in the past? Bizarrely, as well, on Wednesday, uh, Inspector George Gently returns, and then after that, at 9.30, uh, uh, Peter Kay returns to TV with a brand new comedy that I've I've watched and enjoyed. It's called Car Share. It is basically, in a similar vein to the Royal Family or Early Doors, in that sort of comic style. They are all set in the car, and it's dialogue between the two as they're on their way to and on their way back from their work in the supermarket. Okay. Uh, it, it's really well done. I love dialogue-based mm. comedy. You don't have to be tripping over. I'm definitely going to watch it. You know, walk a bit. Is, it, it, a bit, it, is it a bit like Marin and Jeff then? Yes, except they're both in the car and oh, yeah, okay. they do. The reason I say it's bizarre scheduling, I know Peter Kay has this overwhelming support from all generations, but to put this on after George Gently seems mm. bizarre. At nine well, again, it's also this on... one is being premiered on the iPlayer first, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's also on iPlayer. Uh, so I'll do, I'll do the, the game, uh, BBC Two on Thursday. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Matt's going to go on the game for us. Uh, this is basically <laughs> a new sort of spy thriller. Uh, stars Tom Hughes, who was in Silk. And it's all about sort of, you know, MI5 and KGB and stuff. And MFI before yeah. it went I think, down. Gary, this will probably... Uh, to you uh, yes, it's, it's, it's already on the recording list. There is a backstory to this. Seems like there's been a backstory to every show in the previews. But this is actually was was due to be on early last year. It is already aired in the states on BBC mm. America. It didn't do overly well there. Uh, Toby Whitehouse, who's written it, is just confused as to why it's been held back. There doesn't seem any real reason for it. Um, but no, Thursday at nine, taking the place of. Uh, the last BBC Two drama, Banished. Okay, so if you want to, you can follow the three of us on Twitter, you can like us on Facebook. I'm about to give you all the details, so get that all-important pen and paper ready. Uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter, at LukeCustardTV. Uh, you can follow Matt. At MattsTVBytes. With a slight delay. <laughs> or, you can fo- <laughs> or you can follow Gary. At the Gary Show. Why is that now my favourite bit of the whole podcast? That's a bit of silence is now my favourite <laughs> bit of the day. If only okay. you took your own lead, really. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thecustardtv or you can just continue to check the website 
every so often. Just keep refreshing. It helps. Yeah. TheCustardTV.com. You can also download this very podcast and catch up with others by subscribing on iTunes and getting it delivered to the MP3 player of your choice. And if you want to, you can give us a nice five-star review. Gary okay. usually sings us out. Now, last week he sung us out on uh, Periscope in what can only be described the stuff of nightmares. So, <laughs> that, <laughs> he's going... <laughs> that Periscope has haunted me. I notice you've not done one since, have you? No, I haven't, no. The, the whole thing has, has left yeah. me rather um, disturbed. Yeah. Uh, right, so uh, this week, well, seeing as we're talking about Family Guy quite a lot, I thought, um, yeah, the, the theme oh, from man. Family Guy would be quite a good one. I will attempt to do this without the voices. Well, the voices on the show. Just can you my... do it without your voice? Well, I, I can do it with my voice or without my voice. Um, I'll take a quick Twitter poll. Oh, they've said with. Right, uh, Matt, could you uh, count me in? Five. Why? Because <laughs> you can't count, Luke. We all know that. Why do you need counting in? I'm a professional. I can't just jump into it. Five, six, seven, eight. It seems today... That all you see is violence and movie and sex on TV. But where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? Lucky there's a family guy. Luckily there's a man who positively can do all the things make us laugh and cry. He's a family guy. Do, 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 do. I, I think that's the most in tune I've ever heard you on. I know. <laughs> TV good. themes. He's all over TV themes. We'll be back soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. The Jeep Black Friday sales event is here with incredible deals on a wide selection of Jeep 4x4 vehicles. Right now, get 15% below MSRP for an average of 11514 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE Overland or Summit. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 11514 average based on 15% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee 4xE Overland and Summit models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 1130. Jeep is a registered trademark.